0: Hey folks, welcome back. Today, we got a s- extra special guest on the show, Mr. Brad Blazer, who is an amazing real estate entrepreneur and capital raiser. In fact, I think he's called the billion dollar guy, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I was doing pretty good helping people raise about 350 million. Brad shot way past that over to the billion bucks. There are millions of real estate investors out there and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. So it is my pleasure to welcome Mr. Brad Blazer on the show. Thanks so much for inviting me to be a guest on your show, Dave. It's great to be here with you and your, your listeners. So for the four people on planet Earth that have not heard of you, maybe give us a quick little 30,000 foot overview of the, the Brad Blazer real estate investing story. You
1: know, it's really funny. I I kind of fell into this. When I was going to school, I wanted to become an architect. (laughs) So uh, once I discovered girls and realized that you needed money in your pocket to go out on dates, I was looking for a part-time job and actually landed a job going to work for a very small oil company based in Austin, Texas. I was in my early 20s at the time, Mm -hmm. and they hired me to get on the phone and to raise capital. Over the course of, uh, you know, a couple of weeks through the training, they taught me this system that I've perfected now over roughly 30 years of raising capital. But really, I started this journey of really, you know, learning how to talk to investors, how to build trust, how to create relationships. And after doing that for two years, I went out on my own and at the age of 23, never having drilled an oil well, uh, I launched a small oil company because I knew how to raise the capital uh-huh. and realized I could build a team of others around me, i.e., the geologist, the petroleum landman, et cetera. And I built a pretty nice business in my 20s and early 30s, raising literally millions of dollars from investors all across North America. But obviously in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, two big events really affected that industry, which was number one, the Tax Reform Act of 87 took away most of the incentives for people to commit money. And then number two was just collapsing energy prices. Hmm. And so I went back to school to complete my undergraduate degree. And when I came out, I was very disillusioned because I now had a diploma trying to get work in corporate America, and people wanted to pay me what I would make in a good month
0: when I was the CEO of my own business. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> you know, that would uh, put a kibosh on things, wouldn't it? My goodness. And
1: so realizing I was very overqualified, having ran a business for a decade, I said to myself, what is like my primary skill? What, what can I do better than anybody I've ever met? And what I realized is I could raise capital. And so I said, well, wow, you know, it's my belief that most people in the world have a dream or a desire, Dave, to just be doing something bigger in life. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10 times, the reason or not doing it comes down to a lack of capital. It's like, I don't have the money to open the restaurant I want to open, or I don't have the money to get started in real estate like I see you doing. And so I said, with all the knowledge I have and the ability to now teach and train others, Let me launch a program. And so I've raised over $2 billion over the course of my career, been the head of capital markets for some of the largest real estate syndicators in the United States. You know, these guys manage portfolios not in the hundreds of millions, but in the tens of billions of dollars. And so my experience has allowed me to perfect capital raising across all channels, you know, individuals, family offices, insurance companies, pensions sovereign wealth funds and so in our coaching community we literally have people at all levels I mean I got guys that come to me that say Brad I already have 500 million dollars I want to be at a billion in two years how do I do that well you know you need to start working with family offices or sovereign wealth funds you're not going to get there picking up checks for 1500 thousand dollars from doctors and business owners but um that's kind of been my journey it was just you know Happer stands stance falling right into learning how to attract the race capital And I've now been doing that for over 30 plus years, and I've now got to a point where it's really time to share my knowledge and really help other people that need to learn this skill. I think it's the biggest skill a business owner and an entrepreneur really needs to master. Because as Robert Kiyosaki says, in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, leveraging OPM is the key to building wealth.
0: Yeah, he or she who raises the most capital wins. That's it. That's that's another one of his uh, sayings. Awesome, Brad. So Sounds like you were the Wolf of Wall Street before the Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing. You're you're hitting the, hitting the phone, dollar for dollars, doing all that kind of stuff for the, the oil businesses. So maybe, again, most of our viewers, listeners, et cetera, here are what I would call mom and pop real estate investors. They've self-financed their first few deals. Bam, they hit that wall, run out of cash, run out of credit. And they look at this, they go, Brad, that's easy for you. You got training when you're 20 years old, and yada yada, and all this kind of stuff. But here I am. I'm 43. I'm self managing my three properties. I'm punching the clock still. I got a wife and kids, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I've got zero sales experience. I'd rather stick a needle in my eyeball than than pick up the phone and dial for dollars. What do you What do you suggest for those kind of folks? A lot of our our listeners about first steps for raising private capital for real estate deals specifically
1: it's a great question and what i always tell our student community is you need to find something that's within your comfort zone like there are a lot of people that just are not social butterflies like if i told you go out and buy a list and host an investor meetup and do an event, they're like, there's no way in hell I would ever do that. Like, I'm just not a social person. Great. Then let's find a solution for you, where you can sit behind your computer all day and do Zooms, or do something like use crowdfunding that'll allow you to basically, you know, begin having conversations with individuals. At the end of the day, as you know, raising capital at any level is all about lead generation. Like, Money just doesn't show up in a wheelbarrow at your front door. I wish it was that simple, but you've got to be having conversations that are productive with people, moving them through a formal process. Um, And, you know, Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, has created something he calls the straight line method. That's his formal coaching that he talks about if you hire Jordan and his team to teach you his methodology. We have something fairly similar called the four-step blueprint. And what you realize is the biggest mistake many people make on this journey of trying to raise capital is they find somebody that has a significant net worth or has the ability to invest. They've got a project or a deal, but they start basically pitching that opportunity much too early in that process. Hmm. Well, the other person's going to say, Dave, you know, it sounds like an interesting project. Do you have something you can send to me that I can take a look at? So you do that. And then when you follow up and you try to close, they give you every reason not to invest. Yeah. Now, this could be the best deal you've ever run across in your lifetime. But really what they're saying is you didn't give me enough time to really get to know you. And due to that lack of trust and the fact I don't really understand your values or know that you're going to become a fiduciary, I just can't move forward, and so. The Brad, best- Brad,
0: were you spying on me at my first attempts at raising <laughs> capitalism? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Uh,
1: but really, I tell people, you know, raising money is not a sprint; it's a marathon. You've really got to understand that. You've got to build trust with people first, and then pitch at that right time, which is usually that third or maybe that fourth meeting hmm. or conversation. But what I will tell your audience, or listeners that are now kind of getting started is there's a number of ways you can become very successful. Number one is you can build what i call a local community. And what i mean by that is you know go to Facebook, start a local community where you reside and start inviting people, hey, we're meeting once a month to talk about real estate. I'd love to visit with you. Maybe meet, you know, the first Saturday of every month for breakfast. That's one way. Another great way is to host a podcast much like you have and of course i've got one you can see on the wall behind me called the Capital Catalyst Show to become what I call a person of interest so people start following you. Um, And then one of my best methods, oh my God, you talk about raising just buckets of money, is in the wealthiest part of every community, there's a coffee shop. Well, guess who shows up there early in the morning between eight and nine? It's all the business owners, CEOs, doctors, partners, and law firms. And they're pulling up in their Bentleys and their Mercedes and their Porsches. And if you sit there and you're observant, it's real easy just to strike up a conversation with somebody.
0: Uh I've
1: worked what I call the -the out-of-the-box method to raising millions of dollars. And I've actually written an article on LinkedIn that you can find in my articles just calling camping out at Starbucks to meet wealthy people. And literally what it does is it gets you in the front door of the wealthiest families in town because in the center of that little demographic pocket of wealth, there is a Starbucks or some other coffee shop. And that's where they're going every day as they're going to work. And uh, it's amazing. We've actually done that multiple times. And we walk out with literally business cards for guys that make multiple millions of dollars a year that live in three to $5 million mansions that are just grabbing a cup of coffee on the way to the office. And I see, so how, how
0: do you, st- how do you recommend people start those kind of conversations, Brad? Cause that's a brilliant idea. And it's, it's super straightforward.
1: I just, walk up to them where you, where I see them. Yeah, and I just say, you know, Hey, I noticed you pulled up in that beautiful car. I'm a real car geek. Like, you know, man, how do you love that Bentley? And I just say, you know, what do you do for a living? I'm just curious oh, you know, I'm a partner in a big law firm or, you know, hey, I'm a CEO, great. Well, you know, I'm a big real estate entrepreneur. You know, what I help people do is basically create passive income and lower their taxes. Might that be something you have an interest in? And if it is, great. And, you know, I just ask them for their business card or better yet, if they're at the cash register, I just walk up and say, you know, hey, I saw you pull up in that beautiful car. Can I treat you to your cup of coffee today? Um, and so it's really just understanding that we're surrounded by all the money we need Every day of our lives. We call uh-huh. these other people investors, but most people just don't have, I guess, you know, the this maybe it's not desire, but it's really the ability to approach people and just strike up a conversation. I tell my students, pretend you're on a damn airplane and just you know, talk to the person next to you. you know, well, well,
0: would you agree? I mean, we're 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 gray-haired older guys now, Brad. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> not that old, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We're we're we, we remember the days before social media and everybody being glued to their phones and people used to strike up conversations a lot easier it seems like it's become a lot more difficult for a lot of people to actually have face-to-face conversations so when you're dealing with introverted type students what tips or suggestions do you give them for for getting that rolling
1: Well, you know, the beautiful thing today, of course, with uh, the JOBS Act is we can use social media now in our outreach and solicitation for investor capital. And so whether it's creating a funnel or whether it's going to LinkedIn and just, you know, basically searching for individuals that might be potential investment partners uh, and initiating some outreach, there are ways for what I call this younger generation to leverage the technology that they're so used to using on a Mm -hmm. daily basis. One individual that we basically hosted uh, on our show last year was a gentleman by the name of Sam. And Sam, in the first 18 months raising capital, raised over $25 million in 18 months just with LinkedIn. And I just said to myself, that is phenomenal. Like, how does somebody new to this business raise $25 million just using social media? And so I interviewed him. He said, I use basically, you know, the, the sales navigator. Yeah. And I look for people. And I just reach out to them and some respond, some don't. But, you know, every day I set aside an hour and I'm reaching out to 10, 20 people. And then I take that inquiry to a Zoom. And on that Zoom, I just build trust and start building a relationship. And I said, the fact you've raised $25 million in 18 months just is amazing. And we reconnected and now he's well over 50 million. But his
0: entire tool is just LinkedIn. No, that's beautiful that is it's beautiful true. so you you talk about a process for well for example the the starbucks idea so maybe let's go back to that cuz that's something everybody can get their head around so you bump into ac- accidentally bump into these high net worth folks buy them a coffee start a conversation have a little back and forth exchange business cards that's great what comes next brad what do you what do you recommend people do next or what are the next Series of steps that kind of lead those folks along the path of eventually becoming an investor with you the marathon I, like
1: I, so. I think they've what's made me successful both in the raising of hundreds of millions of dollars, but really also mentoring and coaching others on how to do this, is I've been able to take thirty years of raising significant amounts of capital and I've been able to codify that knowledge and create what I call key concepts. And so in our coaching and mentoring, you hear me talk about things like the four-step blueprint, the trust sequence, the validation phrase. And once a person that's being mentored understands what this trust sequence is, he can then apply that concept to the conversations he's having with other people to build trust. Same thing with the four-step blueprint. Here's what you're doing in a first conversation. Here's what you're doing on a second, a third, and a fourth. It's like the straight line method that Jordan teaches. Here's a validation phrase. You want to use this to validate the person trusts you before you pitch your big idea or your opportunity. And so really, it's a framework. But I think that, you know, if you understand that raising capital is simply moving a person forward, I always say money follows motion that's a great thing for people to basically focus on. Money follows motion. Hey, we're having a great conversation. I'm doing a webinar next week. Would you like a link so that maybe you can sign up and participate? Or I'm hosting a free event at XYZ. You're moving people forward in this process with you. And then at some point, usually like I said earlier, in that third or fourth conversation, that's when you're pitching because now you know them, they know you, There's a level of trust. And the validation phrase that I referenced earlier basically gets their very subconscious acknowledgement to move forward. And usually what I say at the end of my second call is something very similar to Dave. I've really enjoyed visiting with you, but like I've told you all along right now, I just don't have an investment to discuss with you. I wish I did, but what I like to do is always give my pre-existing investors the right of first refusal. And so our deals tend to fill up pretty quickly. But here's what I'd love to do, Dave. I keep a list of people on my desk that have expressed interest. I'd like to add you to that list and just give you a call back in the event I'm working on something that I think you can get real excited about. Would that be okay with you? Nice. The second they say yes, what they've essentially applied is, yeah, I'm ready to move forward in this process. And now consider taking a look at what you're working on. And it's a very subconscious acknowledgement that they're ready to move forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice, soft commitment right there.
1: It's a soft commitment. It's Mm pre-framing. It's a trial close, which obviously, if you understand the sales process, you're incorporating into your meetings and conversations with people. But usually that very first conversation, I always immediately disarm people. I let them know right up front, I'm not calling to sell you anything, put away your checkbook. I just want to know if this is an area of interest to you. And I ask a lot of questions. Have you invested in something like this before? Are you looking for income? Are you looking for growth? You know, how important are tax benefits to you? And so I really get to know people. And at the end, I just say, what I'd love to do is just send you a little piece on us that you can sink your teeth into and just schedule a follow-up call with you in about a week or so. And so a week later, I'm checking in, I'm warming them up, I'm answering questions, and then I'm asking that validation phrase so a week later I can call them back now and pitch my fund or my deal or the project I'm working on and send them the information so that hopefully on call four or call five we're closing, we're getting a capital commitment, we're bringing on a new partner. And then it's just a matter of, as you know, rinsing and repeating the process. You go from wow. one investor to three to five to building out your database. And as you continue to do this, it just gets easier to raise capital because now you've built a database of active investors that know, love, and trust you.
0: So Brad, I know this is all part of your framework and your, your training addicts. I really appreciate you kind of giving us a, a taste here, a personal piece of curiosity i've got out of that whole starbucks scenario we meet the guy we connect we get exchange business cards what do you find works best to get them on that first post coffee meeting no. get together do you this is this is a local type thing so are you are trying to get together with them in person or on the phone or on zoom what do you find works best these days I for always, these busy I, folks
1: yeah i always find if they're willing to take a personal meeting that is by far always the best. You can shake their hand
0: at, at their office kind of thing? or Whatever, where you the buy?
1: office, the same Starbucks, you know, even yeah. if it's home, whatever they're willing to do, a personal face-to-face by far is always the best. Second best would be a Zoom.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: of course, the third would be a, a, a conversation over the phone. But here's the beauty of the Starbucks method. By <laughs> leading with value, which is a $5 cup of coffee, there's aplied applied commitment that they have to reciprocate the favor by giving you their time. Yeah. And so, you know, people that have coached me have said, look, if you want to meet somebody big time, you don't ask them for help. You ask them, what can I do to make your life easier? Yeah.
0: Lead with a giving hand,
1: right? Lead with a giving yeah. hand. It's a servant's mentality. So by treating them to a cup of coffee, they now want to reciprocate the favor by giving me 20, 30 minutes of their time. And so usually what I will do is I'll call them. And if they do answer, I'll say, hey, Dave, this is Brad. I was the gentleman that treated you to the cup of coffee the other day. There's instant yeah. rapport. Bang. It's like, oh, my God, that was great. Thank you so much. You know, do you have a few minutes? I'd love to share with you what we're doing today. Sure. And then, of course, I, you know, go right into my first call. If they're like, no, I'm busy, I'm like, great. When can we maybe schedule some time? We put it on the calendar. But because I have their phone number, a lot of times I'll just send them a text and I'll say, Mm -hmm. hey, Dave, Brad Blazer here, the guy that treated you to Starbucks the other day. And 95% of the time, I always get a response. It's really amazing that when you just initiate that small gesture to do something nice for other people, they're willing to invest their time back in you. Um, you know, and that's really the beautiful thing about that method is it just works so, so well.
0: I love it. The Starbucks method. Brilliant, yeah. simple, yeah. brilliant, effective. Most things are. Uh, and then, you know, just take, take it to the next level. If, if you're not comfortable meeting people in person, figure out a way to do a virtual <laughs> version of that via Zoom, via LinkedIn. Uh, you could do the same idea, I think, kind of. You, you could yeah. buy somebody a, a Starbucks coffee card, send it to them digitally via LinkedIn and kind of get a little bit of that reciprocity going there. Good stuff, Brad. Well, time flies when we're having fun. We'll probably have to have you on the, on the call again because I can tell you're a wealth of, of knowledge yeah. and, and information and experience. But in the meantime, if people want to find out all things Brad Blazer, where can they go?
1: Well, I'm going to direct your listeners really to two places. One is obviously our website. It's very simple. It's just bradblazar.com. Just make sure that when you're Googling or you're searching for me that you put absolutely no letter E's in my first or last name. It's Blazar, B-L-A-Z, like zebra, A-R. And you'll get all the information on my backstory, of course, our coaching programs. The other thing is I love to direct your listeners to Amazon and basically just suggest, you know, if they want to learn how to raise capital, uh, they can get a copy of my book, Winning at the Capital Game. It's an easy read. You can read it over the course of a couple hours. And on the back, we have a testimonial from one of our good friends, one of the original sharks, Shark Tank Kevin Harrington, uh, who basically has read the book and, more importantly, given it a phenomenal endorsement. But just reach out to us, you know, follow me on Instagram. Uh, follow me on Facebook. We post daily content and we'd love to answer any and all questions you have related to, related to capital, learning how to do this the right way. What I'm finding as I talk to people is a lot of the coaches in the, quote, capital raising space are not really educating people, unfortunately, about the regulatory side of the business. And so a lot of people are getting caught doing things that are improper mm-hmm. or they're going about launching funds, not knowing that they need to do things like file a Reg D notice, et cetera, et cetera. And so we really try to educate first, because at the end of the day, we all have to understand if we are taking people's money, we are in the securities industry. And unfortunately, we got to play by their game.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And mo- mo- most definitely, I see so many people posting their deals on Facebook and yeah. overtly soliciting capital. Yeah, the all the wrong way. Fantastic, Brad. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been great. And everybody, stay tuned for our next episode. Take care and talk to you soon. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by MoneyPartnerFormula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now and then feel free to schedule a call with me, and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investment Meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.